Hey, this is Clint Shuttlesworth. I'm the pastor at Valiant Church, and this is our podcast. I hope our time together will help you see God working in your life and that he loves you so much. Our prayer for you is that you will continue to chase after God with all your heart and go out and love on some people. So with that being said, we hope you enjoy the message. Let me ask you a question this morning. (laughs) Oh, I love you guys. Let me ask you a question this morning. What... What was your routine when you woke up on Friday? Like, what, 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 when you woke up, what, what did you do on Friday? I, I bet it's kind of, it's going to be similar to, to the other days, right? So, what was it? First thing, like, first thing, like, you woke up, you didn't brush your teeth, you didn't go to the bathroom, you didn't even put clothes on, you just went straight to the dentist. That's a rebel right there. I mean, that's like dedication, so what, what's the, Destin, what did you do first thing? <laughs> we get real around here at Valiant Church, welcome. Uh, Destin, uh, he'll be speaking uh, first next month, um, and he's going to be speaking on the two Ps. Uh, no, just kidding, <laughs> just kidding, he won't be doing that. Uh, well, maybe, I don't know. Um, <laughs> prayer and praise, okay? Come on, guys. Um, so, <laughs> so... Going to the bathroom first, uh, you know, maybe brushing your teeth. What, what else? Come on, give, give me something else. Freedom Friday every Friday. So go to Mott's. But what did you do when you woke up? You got dressed. A breakfast. Okay. Prayed. See, you have a routine, right? You got a routine. I'm going somewhere with this. I know it sounds chaotic. Yeah. Um, listen, this is what some of you did. You got out of bed. Uh, you, you checked your Instagram feed. First, the very first thing, some of you did, not all of us, but some, um, and then you ate lunch, then you ate lunch, huh, yeah, yeah, for you young people in here, uh, a couple of people got that last night, um, you know, because you woke up late, right, no, okay, that's a bad joke, um, <clears throat> it's a tough crowd, uh, so you got out of bed, you, 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 you looked at your Instagram feed, your social media feed, you may have um, eaten, uh, some of you may have picked up your Bible and read, some of you may have showered, got dressed, um, you know, took off for work, you drove the same way, does anybody drive uh, to work the exact same route the whole time, yep. Okay, um, and so there's similar tasks that happen every day, right? Amen? Okay, well, I'm going somewhere with this. This is fine. Um, some of you drove home, but it's became such a routine in your life that you, have you ever drove home, and, and not because you were drunk or stoned or anything like that, but you drove home and you just don't even remember driving home? That's, that's, that's weird. Like, I, I've, I've gotten home and gone, I don't even remember driving home. That's so weird, you know, because you're just, you're just in the routine. It's just like, you're just, it's just, it's just, it's just natural. It's just, it just, it just happens, right? Um, and some of you guys get home and you'll do dinner. If you have kids, you clean up the kids. Um, you, 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 you'll, you'll, you'll give them the bath and then you'll put them to bed and then you'll veg out on Netflix or, or something like that. You'll send a couple emails and then if you're married, because, you know, married people do this. If you're married, you know, you might flirt with your significant other. You're like, hey, baby, what up, girl? What up? You know? <laughs> it, no? Okay. Well, maybe you guys, if you're married, you need to flirt with one another, okay? It's fine. Um, and and we'll, if you're not married, um, come talk to me. You know, you know, you should keep the flirting down because things happen. And uh, anyways, okay. So, so, so what I'm getting at is this. Much of what you, what you normally do isn't a result of conscious choices, right? 
It's a result of your daily habits that you formed. And some of us have formed the habit of waking up first thing, and when the alarm goes off on our phone, because that's where our alarms are nowadays, we don't generally have the standalone alarms, we, we, we just pick that up and we go straight to social media before we do anything else. And I'm guilty of that sometimes. Like, I made a conscious decision this morning not to do that. The alarm went off, and I, and I, and I made conscious decisions to do something different this morning than what I've normally done. Over 40% of the actions you do daily aren't a result of decision-making, but of your habits. Over 40% of what you do, your actions of that day, are not because of just conscious decision-making, but because of the habits that you formed in your life. And I want to be honest. Some of us have formed some nasty habits, habits that that, that, that we formed to get a result that we wanted uh, um, um, that, that have turned in something that's not glorifying God anymore. And I'm telling you, this, this is the deal. You're thinking I'm talking about pornography and other kind of things like that. Yes, those are horrible habits, and you should not do those things. But I'm talking about the habit of picking up your phone first before you read the Word of God or before you think Jesus for, for your life and what he's done in your, in your life, and you spend more time on that stupid phone than you do with your relationship with Jesus. We're all guilty of that in some, some, some form, okay? I've, I've heard people, I've heard people say things like, you know, man, I just want to change my life. You know, I want to, I want to change, you, you been there? I just want to, I just want to see my life change, man. I, I don't even know where I'm going. Have you ever woke up and just been like, where is this even going? Where's my life even going? Like, I, I've been trying to, to do these things, and I keep on coming back to the same old ways. Like, where's my life even going? I, who am I even becoming? Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> A lot of us deal with that one. Who, who am I? Look at what the world is dealing with nowadays. We don't even know who we are. And so we... We don't even put a term to it. I don't need to go any further than that. It's so crazy how we've allowed the enemy to twist things in our minds and in our world that we don't even put a gender to someone because we're afraid they may not know who they are. I'm going to just speak a truth for a moment. This is probably going to get me in trouble, but I don't really care because truth sets people free. You're either one of two things. I don't need to go any further than that. I can go into a biological lesson here or your biology lesson, but we don't need to, okay? But this is what happens. Confusion is in this world. It's, it's consuming us, and it's being formed out of the habits that we've allowed to take root in our life. Do you hear me? Oh, man, this is a whole different message than it was last night. Oh, God's going to do something. Come on. Come on. Come on. Listen, if you want to change your life, then you've got to change your habits. I would love to say that it's easier to change the big habits in our life. You know what I mean? Uh, the ones that are very um, noticeable to not only you, but to the people around you, addictions, right? 
anger problems, stuff like that. But it's not. They're not, they're not, they're not the easy ones to tackle. It's the small ones that cue the larger ones. That is what we need to look at in our lives. Because there's a cueing process. A small little habit that you've formed cues a much larger habit so you can get this sensation that you're looking for. It's a dangerous place. So you and I, look at your neighbor. You and your neighbors, you have similar, you have similar goals. But we'll, we'll have, me and you and your neighbors will have different results. We have similar goals. We want to know who we are. We want to know that our life matters. We want, to, we, we want to know where we're going, but we'll have different results because of the systems that we have in place in our life. And if you, if you have systems in your life that aren't working, I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you today that you can be free of those systems, but you have to start making small choices to change those systems in your life, okay? And what happens is many of us try, but we don't see that progress fast enough. You know, it's have it your way and have it right now. Everything is, everything is instantaneous to us. It's, that's why it's so scary for, for my son to have, a, have a, a smartphone in his life because he has every bit of information in, that is in the known world right now at his fingertips. At any moment in time, we can hit a keyword and everything that we want to know about that keyword will pop up and, and, and we can have all the information that we want. So it's when we don't see progress enough in our life, when we start making these small choices, we just, we just conclude that small, good, or, or bad choices don't really matter that much. Church, we got to wake up. I'm not talking about physically wake up. I'm talking about spiritually wake up. we got to wake up because small choices, whether good or bad, make a huge difference in our life. Okay? You hear me? I sure hope you're taking notes this morning. I sure hope you're taking notes. I bet you Howie's taking notes. You taking notes, Howie? Howie always takes notes. Send me your notes. Send me your notes because you probably take better notes than I do. You know? God loves a note taker. The devil Hates no takers. Okay, come on. Come on, church. Do something different. Create a new system in your life. Start with something small. Take notes. What's standing out to you today? We got paper back there. If you need some paper, I know you all have smartphones on you. I know they have a notepad on them, and you can take notes. It's really, really simple. Okay? If we don't do anything else this year, which I know we're going to, we're going to be a church that takes notes. Mm. I want you to know this. Our life is the sum total. Write this down. Our life is the sum total of all the decisions that we make. Our life is the sum total of all the decisions that we make, all the small decisions that we make. Listen, goals don't determine success. Systems determine success. Goals are, goals are good. Goals are, goals are something that you, you throw the darts at. You, you, have, you have a place that you go, but if you don't have a system to get there, you'll never reach that goal, okay? 
Goals don't determine success. Systems determine success. So I'm going to ask you this. What systems do you have in place to reach the goals that you have in, that you've written down for 2019? You got a system for that, or you just wrote down a bunch of things? Because, see, New Year's resolutions, they always come and go. Eight, eight days after the New Year's, people have already stopped their New Year's resolution because they're not seeing progress fast enough. I'm on this new eating plan, right? And uh, I'm not here to advocate um, my eating plan, but we should all be on a good eating plan, okay? Um, because God has something for you specifically. And I'm just going to tell you right out that, that God has something specifically for you and, and that he wants you to live a long, healthy life so that you can accomplish what he has for you. Amen? Okay? Uh, I'm just going to throw that out there. But I, I have to see progress. I'm one of those. Anybody need to see progress? Come on, be, be honest. If you don't, man, praise God, you are way spiritual than I am. Um, I, I got to see progress, right? And, 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 and I was told when I got on this for six weeks, don't look at the scale, okay? Just, just eat right, you know, count your macros, you know, how much protein you're taking in, how much fat you're taking in, good fat, how much, how much carbs that you're taking in, you know, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna balance that stuff out and we're going to do all this kind of stuff and you're going to learn how to, how to do all this. And so you get your little MyFitnessPal and you track everything. And, and I was like, at the very beginning, I was, I was, I was not happy. I was like, I don't want to do this. I just want to see it and eat it, right? You know, that's like, I see it and I eat it. It smells good, I partake. I don't care how much, I just want it, right? And I, and I needed to see, I need to see progress. And so I started this and, and you know, don't, don't look at the scale. Don't look at the scale. I look at the scale because I need to see progress. Whether it's a quarter of a pound, a half a pound, or 18 pounds, I just need to see some progress so I could just, it, it, it infuses me to keep on going, right? And so as of yesterday, I haven't been under 200 pounds and almost a year, and I was under 200 pounds yesterday. Like, but I'm, I'm putting the system in place to get me to my goal. And that system is not always fun, but it, it cues a routine in my life so I can see a reward. You understand that? We're going to dig a little bit deeper into that. What systems do you have in place? The author of Atomic Habits, I just picked up this book, James Clear says, you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. Be a good book for you to read too, Howie. Me and Howie talked yesterday. I was like, Howie, hey, how many books do you read? Like, how, how many, you know, I just, I just want to, I want to learn from somebody that's, that's been in the ditches, that, that is, that is, has came out on the other side, that, that, that is successful, you know, but, but not, I'm just not talking about physically successful, I'm talking about spiritually successful, you know, and I got to sit in his office, and we got to just talk about life and everything, and I said, how many, how many books do you read a month? And he's like, you know, two to 20, no, he didn't say 20, but he's, he's like, I'm constantly, I'm reading two books a month, you know? Some of them are smaller, some of them are bigger, but, but I'm, you know, I'm ingesting, you know, and I, and I thought to myself, that's, that's a good number. That's, that's a good, because I don't read. I mean, I read, but I, I'm, not a, I'm not a reader, right? <laughs> I know some of you are like, oh, what's going on? But, but I, need to, I need to learn. I just need to, not that I want a, a life full of knowledge, but I want God to show me something through someone else's experiences, right? New system in place, you know, or, or bring back old systems that, that work, you know, that you've, you've laid down because another system has taken its place, like social media. 
Hmm. Hmm. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. Successful people do consistently what other people just do occasionally. When I feel like it. When I feel like it. We, we have become a society of when I feel like it. You can look at the workforce and, and people don't work like they used to work. They work when they feel like it. I can't even imagine running a company of, 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 of people and, 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 and dealing with what you're dealing with nowadays. Because I grew up that when I went to a job, I acted like it was mine. Because that's, that's what it was instilled in me. Like it may not be mine, but I want to... I want to look at situations and problems, and if I see things that are out of, out of order, out of, I, I just go fix them. That's, that's what we should do. That's, that's honoring God in the workplace. Well, I mean, you know, that, 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 that dude, that, that person, I mean, you know, it's not even my. Honor God in everything that you do because men will see God in you. Come on, folks. Don't fall in the trap of that. Don't fall, don't fall in the trap of that. Let me give you a powerful example of this in the life of Daniel. Anybody read the book of Daniel? Anybody know about Daniel? Okay, so come to the essentials class. We're going to talk about this. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I figure maybe you'll look at me a little bit more. Okay. Daniel chapter 6, starting in verse 3. Listen, I want to dig in. Daniel had one habit in his life that, that made, made a huge difference. He had, he had one habit in his life that transformed everything. Let's dig in, okay? Daniel chapter 6, starting in verse 3. Daniel soon proved himself more uh, capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Backstory of Daniel, there's a couple of the dudes, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Bingo, right? Um, they, they, they didn't grow up in this kingdom. They were taken from another kingdom. They, they, were, they were taken and they were brought in and they were raised up in this kingdom, but, but this, wasn't, this wasn't their people. But because of this one habit that Daniel formed in his life, this one system that he put in place in his life, he was, he was put over the entire kingdom. That's cray-cray. That's awesome. You see, Daniel, Daniel had a, a spirit of excellence because of this one habit in his life. He, he, had a, he had dedication. He had discipline. He had leadership because of this one habit that he formed in his life. And, and the king saw it. The king recognized it. Remember what I just talked about? Men will see God in you, right? The king saw something different in Daniel and put him over the entire empire, the entire kingdom. So what's the, what's the story behind the story? Well, what is that one, one thing? What did Daniel do that, that no one else saw that, that led to this result? Well, I'll get to it in a minute. Hold on. Before I answer that question, let me, let me, let me just, let me just, let me, uh, I just want to show you something. I want, I want you to see this real quick. I just want you to, I want to tell you this real quick before we get into this. I want you to know that success breeds 
jealousy. Success breeds jealousy. I love you so much, man. Um, I just wanted to tell you that in front of everybody because I just love you, dude. You're so awesome, dude. And your head looks good and you're, you're working out. I just can't wait. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing. It's just so good. So I'm just so excited for you, man. And I can't wait to throw a party at your new house when it's all done with all these people. It's going to be great. Don't you love that? Okay. Um, <laughs> um, let me get back to where I was going, but I just need to, I needed to let him know how much I love him. Um, success breeds jealousy. Have you ever... There's so many different examples of this, but have you ever trained just as hard as someone else in a specific area and you've even put in more time, more effort, you've worked your plan so much in your head and on paper and then all of a sudden you wake up one day and that person gets promoted and you don't. Or that person receives the reward and you don't. Ah, oh, man, that sucks. You know, that's not fun. That's not, a, that's, not a, that's not a good day sometimes, is it? And if we allow that success in that other person's life to fester in us, it breeds jealousy. And then we start talking down and, and we start getting bitter. And then we start forming that habit in our life because we've allowed that system to start in our life. And then that's who we become. Some of the meanest people I know, some of the angriest people I know are Christians. I love God, but... It's like you're a cat, you know? You can never trust a cat, you know? It's like, cat's all nice one day. Uh, I see some cat lovers in here. And the next day, it's like, yeah! I know that for a fact. My, my aunt and uncle had these two Siamese twins, and they would be, one, one minute, you could just be petting them. Ah, it's so good. Huh? Siamese cats, Siamese twins, Siamese cats. They were twins in my book. Look at them, okay? Cub. <laughs> Cub. We'll get to that in a moment. That'd be good. Okay. Um, but, man, I'd be petting them, and all of a sudden, it's just like, and I mean, I'd be bleeding. They'd be attacking my face. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I am being gentle and kind. Christians are like that sometimes, aren't you? You try to just love on them, and all of a sudden, it's just like, ah. And hate comes out of the heart. See, we think that's just one thing, but it's a small thing that happens in our life that we allow to fester, and that system becomes enrooted in who we are, and we form this habit, and out of that habit, we form this routine, and this routine starts breeding poison all over the place. Oh, man, I hope you're hearing this today, because it's for all of us, because we may not be in this situation yet, but the enemy wants nothing more than to trip you up and to steal from you the calling that God has for your life.
See, this is what happened in the story of David. These other administrators, they became jealous. They wanted what Daniel had. And so they devised a plan to trip him up, to try to find a fault with his life. Anything, a defect, uh, anything to disqualify him in the eyes of a king, but they found nothing. Nothing. Listen, listen. Daniel chapter 6, starting in verse 4. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, completely trustworthy, so they concluded our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. They couldn't find anything on the man, so they concluded it must be about God. <laughs> it's, it has to be about God. It's got to be, there's got to be some rule that we can find within his religion that we can trip him up on. It's, it's going to have to be about, about his relationship with God. Some, somewhere, somewhere, we can't find anything physically with Daniel because he's created this, this one habit in his life that's transformed everything. He allowed that system to grow in his life, and it resulted in, in a routine that, 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 that produced a reward that was honoring to God. Okay? Whoo-wee. All right, all right, all right. So, so what happened? Daniel's enemies, they, they pressured the king. They went to the king, and they said, look, let's do this. Let's, let's do this, king. I think this will be a good thing for you to do, king, because you're so awesome, king. You're so amazing. You're such a great ruler. You're, 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 you're such a man of strength and power. Uh, this is what you should do. You should write into law for the next 30 days, the next 30 days, king, that everyone bow down to you and worship you because look how awesome you are. Look how majestic you are, king. You're so great, king. I mean, oh, king, yes, yes, yes. Sign this into law. And so what do they do? They, they worked off the pride of the king to get him to establish a rule that was going to go against Daniel's God. Evil at its finest. So the king signed this into law. They said, they said this is what's going to happen. If, if we find anybody that doesn't do this, we're going to throw you into the, the den of lions. All right, king, so this is serious. And we're going to proclaim it across the whole kingdom. And the king said, yes, let's do it. I want to, yes, I want to see people bow down to me. Yes. Hmm. Let me show you the story before the success, okay? Let me, let's get into this for a moment. Daniel had a system that, that helped him form this habit, and, and that habit led to who Daniel was. Who, you ever question who you are? You ever question who you are? This one, this one habit formed into who he was. Daniel 6.10. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. With its windows open toward Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day just as 
he had always done, giving thanks to his God. I wonder what would happen in the church world if we had a law like that, that you couldn't bow down to any other God other than whoever was in control. It's going to happen one day. I wonder what would happen. Would you, would you go home? Would you have that system in place that, you know what, no matter what is happening, I'm going to still pray. No matter what is happening, it's so easy to say, amen, and yes, yes, I would, yes, I would. But if you don't have that system in place, if you don't have that, that habit formed now, chances are chances are not very good. If God can trust you with small things, with the little things, he can trust you with much, right? That holds true with this. This, this thing of getting on our knees and, and bowing down before our Father and just praying and putting him first in our life. First in our life. In all areas. It's in all areas. In all areas. We're learning to form a, a habit of putting God first, and that is such a, a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. That's why we teach about tithing. Because you're learning to trust God fully in your life. Fully. Daniel had this system, and this system queued up a routine, and that routine gave him the reward of honoring God. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and he knelt down as usual. It doesn't say that Daniel went home for the very first time and knelt down in fear. He went home and knelt down as usual and prayed and thanked God for who God was. <laughs> it's awesome. He prayed. One small habit, one small habit in his life built his identity, it built his confidence, and it built his faith. One small habit in his life we think, oh, I don't have time to pray. Man, I've heard that so much. I don't have time to pray. You don't have time not to pray. Come on, folks. You got time. Put down your phone. Unsubscribe from Netflix. T turn, turn things off. You have time. That is an excuse. You have time. 
we have time. I know you got five minutes in your day somewhere. I know that we all go to the restroom. I know that we all take showers. I know that we all have this time. You got time to hang out with Jesus. You got time to pray. You got time to read the word of God. You got time to go to small group. You got time to come to church. Come on, folks. Don't make excuses. You got time. You choose what's important to you. Preaching done, teaching back in order. Mm. Speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to you. You got time. Never underestimate how God can do something big through one small habit. God can do something big. I think, what did, what did Jesus talk about? Like, was there a seed involved somewhere? Was there like a, what was that called? I think you put it on a burger, a mustard seed, right? Size of a mustard seed. You know how small a mustard seed is? I mean, it's tiny. Faith as small as a mustard seed. You can move mountains. God can do something with a small habit in your life. God can transform you. When you create a small, important, God-honoring habit in your life, God can move mountains through that. Oh, man. Any part of my life that's been successful, I can point to small habits that I have formed in my life. God-honoring habits, okay? There's a big difference. There's world-honoring habits, which we all partake in. And then there's God-honoring habits, any success I've had in my life is always based off of, and I promise you this, God-honoring habits. That's it. That's it. That's it. Ah. Over time, those habits, they, they change who I am. They change the, the, the pastor I'm becoming. They, they change the husband that I'm becoming. They, they change the friend that I'm becoming. They, 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 they change the worshiper that I'm becoming. They, they change the man that I'm becoming. I want to speak to, to myself in 10 years of who I want to be. I got that out of Bob Goff. I thought that was so, so great. The author Bob Goff, he does a lot of uh, incredible things. He said, I'm speaking to the person that I want to be in 10 years from now. In 10 years, I'm, I'm, four, I'm turning 43 this year. I want to speak to the, to the man that's going to be 53. I want to see him uh, still being active, and I want to see him still loving his children well and his family well and his church well and serving his community and, and loving people well and loving my God well. But I, I won't do that if I don't have systems in place and habits in place. I will fall back to my old ways, my old addictions, my old selfishness. Here's the deal, though. When you add one small habit to your life, over a whole year's time, it's hard to notice the change that's happening in you. But it is. And that one small habit will blossom into one huge God-honoring life.
It's beautiful. So beautiful. Hmm. I'm not just talking about making habits to check off a to-do list. I'm just talking about becoming spiritually strong. We need spiritually strong people in this church. We need spiritually strong people outside of this church. We need spiritually strong people in our workplaces. We need spiritually strong men in our families. As a pastor, I need to be spiritually strong. It just doesn't happen, though. I wish it did. I wish I could go. Or pray one prayer. Heavenly Father, give me the strength and spiritual strength that I need. And all of a sudden, I'm like, <laughs> People listening online are going to be like, what's going on? But it's a, it's, a pro- it's, a, it's a process. And if we allow our old systems to take over, we'll never reach what God has for us in our life. Got to break that cycle. So for me, I've got to read the Bible daily, Right? be spiritually strong. I need to read the Bible daily. Guess what? You need to read the Bible daily to be spiritually strong. Some of us need to just get on a, on a, on a one-year Bible reading plan. Do you know how long it takes to read, besides the one year, on a daily basis to read the Bible in one year? It takes out of your time. If you're a slow reader, what do you think, Tim? 15 minutes if you're a slow reader? I mean, real slow reader? 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 You're not a slow reader. You're a fast reader. You're super smart, and I love you so much. Um, but, but honestly, like 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day, you could read the whole Bible in a year. Well, I just don't have, shut up. <laughs> shut. If I hear you shut it, shut it. I will throat punch you. <laughs> I just don't have the time. I could use a different word, but I'm not going to. That's just a lie. You have the time. Journaling. I think this is hugely important. I got to get better at this journaling. I got to get better at at writing down what what God is doing in my life, what God is doing in my family, what God is doing in this church, because I want to be able to flip back and, and see what God's doing. Journaling is so good because when you journal, God gives you gives you some words. And not just words that you sound cool, but like words for your life. And maybe words for someone else that he wants you to speak over them. It's beautiful. Men are like, I don't want to journal because it's a girl thing to do. Nah, it's not a girl thing to do. It's not a girl thing to do. I dare you to try it. Come on. Start with taking notes. That's a good journal right there, taking notes. Howie's one of the most manly men I know. And he takes notes. Takes notes. He listens to this young old fart right here, and he takes notes. I know. He's going to get it. He, <laughs> he takes notes. 
I need to pray with Emily before I leave the house every day. I need to, I wish I could tell you that I pray with Emily before I leave the house every day, but I don't pray with Emily before I leave the house every day. We did yesterday because she was leaving and, and um, you know, God's been instilling this into my heart and I, it, you know, I do it, but I don't do it consistently, Right? And we got to pray over each other, and, and it was beautiful, and, you know, and it doesn't have to be super long. It's just it, that connection. You know, you're, you're one with your spouse, you know. It's powerful. Um, daily confessions. I need, to, I need to hang out with Jesus and be like, okay, man, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't hit the mark today. I, I wish I would have done that. I would, I, hanging out with Jesus, you know, just praying and and hanging out with him, and I do, I do that on a daily basis, I do do that, um, you know, for some of us in this room, and as, as well as for myself, we need to be thinking about our health, I know you didn't come to church to get preached at about your health, but you need to think about your health, you know, um, clean eating, and, and working out, and, and, and all that kind of stuff, I mean, one thing you could do, if you want to, if you're, if you're on this health journey, you're thinking about it, one thing that you could do, one super small, easy thing that you could do, man, I'm talking a lot, I haven't even got to the good stuff yet, okay, is, is, is eliminate soft drinks and sweet tea, I know, it's crazy, um, you could do that and drink water instead, exercise, exercise three times a week, you know, whatever it may be, Let, let's get back to Daniel, okay, how did Daniel set himself apart, he, he started with a system that formed the daily habit, he, he, he sought God out in prayer, that, that habit gave him the faith and the confidence to stare down that lion, okay, to stare it down, I mean, it, it's crazy, as, 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 as you'll see, if you read this word, uh, the story goes on to say that he was thrown into the den of lions. I mean, just because he prayed and he formed that good habit didn't mean that he didn't face something that was way beyond him, all right? It would have been great to read the story and be like, yeah, the king saw that the, 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 the people were lying and, and didn't go through with it and, and praised Daniel for, 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 for praying to, to God and, and sticking with his routine and, and his system, but that didn't happen. The, the, the word of God says the king was, was tormented. The king was, was saddened because he had to do this. He had to, and he even stayed up and he fasted all night. He didn't pray. He didn't eat. He didn't do anything when, when, when Daniel got sent in there. But see, because of that, of Daniel's habit in his life, he had the confidence to stare down the lion, to scratch the lion's belly and to to pet the lion and, 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 and to love the lion. You know that lion's bloodthirsty, right? You, you know that lion eats people for a living, right, Daniel? You know, you know that that's, this isn't going to work out good for you. I, I'm praying, I'm believing my God is good. No matter what happens, I'm walking into this with confidence in my God, no matter what happens. Whether the outcome is good or bad, I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. And he stared down the line, and he made it out. It's crazy. Let me ask you this question. Based on what you want to become, what one habit do you need to start? Based on who you want to become, what one habit do you need to start? It doesn't have to be big either. I think it's better if it's small. Okay? I'm going to give you some examples here really quick. I'm going to fly through this. Maybe it's don't hit the snooze button. <laughs> some of you hit the snooze button 15 times. Don't hit the snooze button. Maybe it's uh, read your Bible before you get on Insta or social media. Maybe you're up 15 minutes early so you're not running around chaotic and always late. Something simple. 
if you want to be someone who cares, um, learn to write one note a day of appreciation to somebody. Doesn't have to be long either. Yo, man, I think you're awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Peace out. You know? Just, you want to be someone who cares, start doing something simple like that. You want to be a person that's organized, make your bed first thing when you wake up. Hoorah! Come on. You want to be a godly example to your teen? Plan to read the Bible together. That one got me a little bit. I was thinking about that. I was like, ooh, Daniel, or I need to, I need to do that with Gavin, you know? Want to be a person that's focused? Start the day with a list of three, count them, one, two, three priorities. That's it. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Want to be a person that's healthier? Eliminate soft drinks. Let's talk about this for a minute, how, how to create a new habit, okay? Whew. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. We're going to be a little bit late, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, okay. You got to create a new system first. To, to, to create a new habit, you have to create a, a new system. And some of you may say, I don't have a system. Well, you do. Your system is you wake up late, you yell at the kids, you, 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 you do your makeup in the car, you, you, uh, you gripe about work. Anybody? Anybody been there? Anybody do that? Okay, that's your system. Who's guilty? That's, that's you. It's your system. We all have the intent to do good things, but by default, we, 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 we fall back to our old systems that have caused nothing but pain, and the reward isn't what it used to be, okay? Check this out. I've been talking about this throughout the whole message. It's called the habit loop. There's a loop that happens in your life. Can you put that up real quick? See, what happens is there's something in your life that cues a routine, okay? And that routine, it provides a reward for you. Uh, something as simple as, um, so you're working, uh, you're working all day, and you get to a certain time of the day, and, and, you, and, you, and you, you, just need to, you just need to do something different, right? So that's a cue to you to go and do something different. Some, I read a story about one guy that, um, it, was the, uh, it was another author, and he said, <clears throat> I got into this crazy routine that I would, uh, when I was writing this book, at a certain time of the day, uh, I, would, I would get up and I would go to the cafeteria and I would buy a cookie and I would sit there and talk to my colleagues while eating the cookie and that cookie gave me a little sugar high and then I immediately felt down after that. So he had this, 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 this thing in his life cued him to go to the cafeteria to buy the cookie that was his routine. He got tired, he got up from his desk, went to the cafeteria, bought the cookie and he said eight weeks later he had gained eight pounds and, and the reward wasn't what it used to be. The reward became a health problem, right? Uh, one that his wife pointed out to him. And he said, I had, a, I, had a, I had to look at this cycle in my life. I had to, I had to, the routine's the easy part. The easy part is he knew that he goes to the cafeteria and he gets a cookie. That's his routine, right? The hard part is finding out what cues that routine. And he found that he, when he got tired working on his book, he had to get up and shake things off and, and do something different. And so he started this routine. And when it, every day, every day, every day, right on the button. See how that works? He said, in order to get out of that, I had to change. I had to change my routine. When I got tired, instead of going to the cafeteria, I went and walked outside for 15 minutes. 
He said he tried different things to get him out of that routine until he found the reward that he was really looking for, right? Think about that. It's interesting. The cue triggers the routine, which supplies the reward. What routine do you need to change in your life? Let's look at some, uh, a couple ways to change that routine, okay? Some, create some new systems. The first one is make it obvious. Practical. This is practical, guys. Write this stuff down. It's so practical. It's so easy. Make it obvious. Think, think about the way that you buy groceries at the grocery store, right? A lot of us go in there. We don't have a plan. We don't have a system in place. We just grab what is easiest, right? And what's easiest is not always the healthiest, okay? Huh? Emily just finished. Praise God. <clears throat> She, she had a routine, so she, her reward is that she don't got to run no more, right? You know? Um, <laughs> praise God. Uh, that girl is crazy. Um, but I'm going to love on her when she gets home. I'll tell you that, but sure it's going to be not, whoa, not like that, guys. But um, okay. So listen, if you want to change what you do, you got to change what you see. It's easy to go into the grocery store and pick what's easy right in front of you. But that's not always the best option. you got to change how you see things. Amen? Cue the obvious. Listen, if you, if you want to take vitamins consistently in your life, don't leave them in the drawer or in the counter, okay? Place them the night before on the countertop so that when you come out to make your coffee, you see your vitamins, you take your vitamins. Cue the obvious. Simple, 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 simple. If you want to read before you go to bed, don't leave the book on the shelf. Put the book on your pillow. All right? Put it on your pillow after you make your bed because you're organized now. Right? Because you made your bed first thing in the morning. Put the pillow right there. Or put the, put the, put the book right there. If you want to write a note daily and, and encourage somebody, put the card on your desk the night when you leave, and, and that way when you get back in the morning, it's going to be right there, and you can write that note. Cue the obvious. We make it so complicated. Start doing the obvious things. Come on. Come on. Make it easy. The second one is make it easy. I'm going to get the band to come on up. Make it easy. All right? Read daily Bible verses. There's, there's an app that you can get that will send you a daily Bible verse. Start there. Make it easy. Start putting the word into you. Hold your spouse's hand and thank God for one thing that day. Hold your spouse's hand and thank God for one thing. Just one thing. Journal one sentence. You want to get better at journaling? Just journal one sentence just to say, man, this is what I saw God do today. One sentence. It doesn't have to be long. It don't have to be a whole book. We think we're journaling. We got our fill up pages. No. Just do one thing. You want to start getting healthy, start doing 10 push ups a day. Just start there, you know, or 10 sit ups or something. Just, just cue the obvious in your life. Man, we, we think that we lack motivation, but we don't lack motivation. We lack the system. So when we don't have a system, it doesn't work. And so we're like, yeah, it's not going to work. Of course it ain't going to work. You ain't got no system. You ain't got no system. Such a practical thing today. Look, some of you, you haven't reached your 2019 goal yet. You're disappointed. You 
You thought it was already going to happen. You thought that habit was already going to be broken in your life. I'm telling you, you don't have a goal problem. You didn't set the wrong goals. You just don't have the system in place to reach those goals. And goals are not a bad thing. I'm not telling you that goals are a bad thing. They're a great thing. They, they give you a sense of direction, right? They, they, they give you a sense of direction. But systems are, are best at making those goals happen. Keep it simple, folks. Keep it simple. We ain't complicated. We're trying to put together the solar system. And that's God's doing. That ain't your doing. Like, God just wants you to keep it simple. When I do this, then I'm going to do this. Try it. When I get up tomorrow morning, I'm going to get my coffee. I'm going to read the Word. Try it. Try it all week. Try it all week and tell me God doesn't do something amazing in your life. Tell me. Come back and tell me God doesn't do something amazing in your life. I bet you will come back and tell me. He's like, oh, I, just, I never understood the word like I understood it this, this week, man. I, I put him first and I, and I, and I got up and, and I, I didn't do anything else, but I just got into the word. First thing, I didn't even read that much. Clint, it was crazy, but God started infusing me with, 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 with a vision and, and, and a purpose for my life. And it's just crazy. man. I'm starting to understand what the word of God is saying. And that's just after a week. Name your cue, then name your action. Daniel's system was easy. He prayed, and then he did everything else. Then he'd come back and he'd pray again, and then he'd go do everything else. Then he'd come back and he'd pray again, and then he'd go to sleep. Three times a day. He had the system down. After I get up, I'm going to make coffee, and, and after I read... Bible plan, I'm going to pray, and after I pray, I'm, I'm going to shower, and then after I shower, I'm going to get dressed, and then, uh, then I'm going to pray with my significant other or my kids or whatever it may be. After, after I make coffee, just read one Bible verse. After you put your kids to bed, just do a 30-second plank. I dare you. Do a 30-second plank or do some push-ups. Some, do something. After I brush my teeth, I'm going to journal one sentence. After I journal one sentence, I'm going to hold my hands together, and I'm going to thank my loving God for what He's showing me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. Let's stand in this place. Something so practical, so easy to do. We're talking about becoming spiritually strong. Not just checking things off of a list, but becoming spiritually strong. And I don't ever want you to, I don't ever, ever want you to underestimate small beginnings. Zechariah 4.10 says, don't despise small beginnings for, for God delights to see you start, to see you begin. Yes, he likes to see you accomplish your goals, but he just wants to see you begin. Start. If you haven't started yet, start. Come on. Come to the Next Step classes right after service here, and you'll get a little bit more of the Word today. And you'll get, you'll, you'll take 35 minutes of your time, and you'll be like, you know what, that made a difference. And yeah, I kind of, I didn't have anything to eat right away, but it's fine. I got, I got infused with the Word of God, which I should be eating anyways. I should be gnawing on that anyways. Healthy systems create healthy momentum, and it changes your identity, okay? Some of us have toxic 
systems in our life. God is trying to make you spiritually healthy. And you're here for a reason today. You were supposed to hear this today. This message is for all of us in this room, not just for some of us. Amen. Amen. Listen. Listen. Close your eyes. Close your eyes with me. Listen to this. You're not successful when you hit your goals somewhere in the future. You're successful when you honor God today. Today, that's success. That's spiritual success, not worldly success. You can honor God every single day of your life. You can. You can. Some days you're going to mess up, but when you come to him, you ask for forgiveness, you're honoring God. You're realizing that Compared to him, you're really nobody. But he makes you somebody. You're a world changer in this room. Do you know that? You're a world changer in this room. You don't hear that enough. God's got amazing plans for your life. He's got an amazing journey that he wants you to to go on with him. Not alone, but with him. And that journey for some of us in this room can start today. Let's let's form habits with our Father in heaven. Let's form habits with Him in mind. Amen. Amen. Let's worship a little bit this morning. I'll come back up here and I'll pray. Let's just worship a little bit this morning. Let's, Let's sing in our victory. Amen. Let's sing in our victory because of all that He's done in our life. He loves you so much. Come on, church. Let's worship this morning. Come on. Come on. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's a couple things I would love for you to do. First, share this message with your friends and your family or or share it online. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to give to help us reach others, please go to valiantchurch.com and click the giving button. And I'll see you next time. Valiant Podcast.